0: everyone this is rose and welcome back to my living room howdy howdy everybody it is monday morning welcome back from the weekend i hope you had a wonderful weekend whatever you did i hope you were safe and let me tell you a little bit about mine so friday night i told you i had a date with john so john and i have a history we're bad kids he's not a sugar daddy he's actually what people would consider age appropriate for me which is probably why I don't like him at all (laughs) so he's been begging me begging me for a date for the past few weeks and I finally gave in and said okay Friday fine and he goes okay I'm gonna pick you up we're gonna go out and I'm gonna take you out to dinner so I was like okay you know this could be fun I didn't expect anything extravagant cuz like I said he's a young guy and it's not like he's a sugar daddy he's just a nice young guy well I wouldn't say nice so Friday he comes to pick me up and there's a reason why I haven't seen John for a long time John and I used to do a lot of bad things together and if you're into if you have bad habits it has a lot to do with who you surround yourself with so there's a reason why I haven't been seeing John for the last year and a half but Friday he picked me up and we went out to a Mexican restaurant I got kind of dolled up you know like I would for any date and we went to a Mexican restaurant and had some margaritas, and he says to me, he goes, I just want you to know that I'm having them put extra shots of tequila in your margarita because I'm trying to get you fucked up. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh boy, you know. And as soon as he has his daddy's Mercedes, hey. <laughs> and uh, so we get back in his daddy's Mercedes, and we go, and he starts driving into the city. I asked him, I'm like, well, what are you doing? Well, he was going to pick up cocaine. I was like, oh, great. You know, it's gonna be one of those nights. So we get back. To my house hop in the hot tub do all that fucking cocaine which it wasn't that much it was like a gram split between two people that's pretty average but <laughs> anyways so then he goes on to tell me about and he has a, a vape pen so we're like smoking weed at the same time whatever it's kind of crazy and he goes on to tell me that he's going into sober living I'm like what you can't be doing all this and then go into sober living like that is the most hypocritical move on the planet right and now like I said I haven't touched this stuff in forever. Like, I've been a good girl for real. But Friday, I was not, y'all. And then he left by midnight. We didn't do anything. We didn't have sex. Because I told him, I specifically, I was like, we're not going to do that tonight. Like, that's not what I'm interested in. And personally, young guys just, that is not what I'm into. Like, they think that that machine gun AK 47, that kind of sex, is what women want. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you watch too much pornography. <laughs> Nobody wants that, <laughs> it's not, not cool, not cool. And he has this like ravenous look when he looks at me, you know, like a hungry predator. Really not a fan, not into that. But what I will say about older guys, what I like about older guys, is they never look at you with that ravenous, starving, drooling look on their face. They always have a very soft air of confidence about them that I'm addicted to. Sex is always a treat. Meant to be enjoyed, taking your time. There's no hurry. There's no rush. They're not impatient. Of all of the highly successful men, and I've said this just now to somebody on Instagram, of all the highly successful men that I've ever met, which there are plenty, none of them I would describe as impatient. They either will wait for you patiently, happily, confidently, or they will leave and move on to something else. But they won't wait impatiently for anything. No. So, moving on. Jonathan left around, uh, excuse me, midnight, around 12, and then he was off, you know? And then, he came back over again yesterday, Sunday morning, just for quick coffee. He left his vape pen here or whatever, so he came to pick that up and left. But, yeah, there's a reason why I'm not into younger guys. Like, I don't want to be doing all that shit. It's too much for me. really didn't enjoy that. It's too crazy. I mean, in your early, early 20s and in your teens, okay, you can... I guess get away with a certain amount of stuff but in your mid to late 20s bitch grow up like I don't I had no interest in doing that with him I had a feeling that that's what we were gonna do I will say this in his to his defense he was respectful and he didn't cross any lines when I drew them so that was good so for the rest of the weekend I kind of just relaxed I'm probably gonna go for a run this morning but I just wanted to take a moment to Say, oh, and last night, Sunday night, my Cajun boo called me. God, he always makes my date when he calls me. So he just called me, and I was in the middle of dinner with friends. But I, like, ran. I, like, bolted to the bathroom so I could talk to him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I answered the phone like I normally do. Like, hey, love, how you doing? You know? And he wanted to set up a date for Wednesday. So if I have nothing else to look forward to this whole week, I know that Wednesday is going to be amazing. (laughs) This is what we were holding out for, people. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's always going to be mind blowing. So, on seekingarrangement.com, I have a few other potential dates this week. Nothing set in stone, nothing lined up. Like I said, last week, old Mark was the biggest fucking disappointment ever. But I have this one guy up north in the woodlands, and he's in town for business, staying in a hotel. He said he wants to meet up for lunch and see what happens, which is cool. He asked me on Seeking.com if I want if I was okay with a pay-per-meet situation. And that just means that they're looking for kind of a hooker. So I said, no, like I'd rather have lunch with you, I'd rather meet you kind of thing. And then when he didn't scared, get scared off by that answer, he said, okay, let's try and have lunch sometime. So I go, okay, all right, you know, that sounds good. But another guy who I might meet, also kind of up north, Uh, he travels a lot, so he's looking for a travel companion. I might try and set something up with him. We'll see. I do love traveling, but with the right people. Don't want to have another Saxton, which I can't believe that I'm still talking and thinking about him. I'm not going to text him though. Be strong, bitch. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it, bitch. (laughs) My friend, when I was going through my divorce, she said to me, you need to be stronger, than that other bitch like if he's seeing somebody else or if he's cheating on you or if he's the bitch whoever you just need to be the strong one and in the outcome and just not be the one to call or text just be strong bitch anyway so why do I still miss him though I think it's because truly we did have some kind of connection and I did like learning and spending time regularly having like a successful guy to go and hang out with it made me feel better about my status, and I think a lot of young women like the status aspect of seeing older men. I know I definitely do. But at the end of the day, a king never has to announce himself. Or when I was in the Navy, the captain of the ship, whenever he walked into any room, nobody, he never had to say out loud, "I I am your captain. Because a true leader is known. And if nobody in the room knows that you're the king, and if nobody in the room knows that you're the captain, Guess what? You're not in charge. That's how this works. You know, I mean, Saxon used to say all kinds of things that he wasn't. He was never an airborne ranger. He was a West Point bitch. Went to a fork and knife school for the army. Learned how to manage people. I asked him, he said he was airborne qualified, which I think he's just a valor thief. He said all kinds of lies. Like, he said that he was airborne, he said that he went to Afghanistan and quote-unquote killed a bunch of people. I don't believe that for a moment. Not one moment. And then he also said that he had a bunch of females under his command. What kind of females are airborne rangers? Fucking zero, bud. Especially not in Afghanistan. Liar. Plus, West Point is a cavalry school. It's a, like, you know, so, no. He was a pen and paper nerd. He's never done shit. And he's never even killed an animal. He's never been hunting, y'all. What kind of man has never killed something? What kind of, like, staunch carnivore? And if you're vegan, I'm not sorry. But I'm just saying. I mean, I've killed animals just because I'm not a pussy. And I take responsibility for being an omnivore. I think if you eat any kind of meat, you should at least have to take one life to know what it feels like. You think all your meat comes in plastic? Well, it ain't. It doesn't. (laughs) Sorry. Anywho. uh, But, yeah, he was just everything... That he said he was it turns out that he wasn't and he used to say to me all the time you're so lucky you're so lucky no motherfucker you're lucky like you're lucky that i tolerate you ugh anyway i mean we were together for about nine or ten months so i guess i'm not super surprised that i'm still thinking about him it's been a month since we were in france we did have a really nice time and I mean, in the beginning, like I said, towards the end, I just couldn't stand him. Maybe I just need to remind myself. Listen to those podcasts when everything was falling apart. <laughs> Thank God. You know, this is really therapeutic to talk to you guys. But anyway, like I said, Wednesday, I'm looking forward to my Cajun boo this week. On seeking arrangement, a couple other people. One guy downtown tried to set up another pay per meet thing, but I kind of shut him down, and I didn't hear back from him, which is how I know that he's either law enforcement. Or just straight up looking for a hooker, which I'm not interested in either situation. (laughs) Uh, I genuinely am looking, searching for somebody who's truly successful to kind of mentor me a little bit and to spend time with me. And I'm looking for more of a relationship and less of a contractual situation, you know, so... It's rough waters is tough because a lot of people do not understand the true sugar baby, sugar daddy dynamic, the relationship. Like even my Cajun boo and I, he's kind of a mentor. I mean, we are in the same industry and he's, he's always been teaching me things and he listens to me and I listen to him. And there was something I was actually, <clears throat> excuse me, really upsetting about him. I think he's getting sick, but I think he's not telling me. I think it's a really serious illness, and it's kind of going to destroy me if that is the case. But that's the reality of seeing these older men. Um, I mean, cancer is a real possibility, you know? So the last time I was with him, my Cajun boo, I like to run my fingers through his hair because he has long, beautiful hair. And I remember just like chunks of it were coming out to the point where I would look at him and just... I had to ask him. I was like, oh, honey, love, what the hell is going on with your hair, you know? And then he's like, oh, god damn it. He was my prostate is enlarged, and so I've been taking some medication for it. And I just kind of looked at him, because he's the kind of man, stoic, that if something was seriously, seriously wrong, he would never tell me. I mean, you know, he takes care of so many other people in his life. He's got a child, and he's got a very, very old mother. She's like 95. But he would never tell me if something was actually wrong. Uh, anyway, it breaks my heart. I hope he's not really sick. I know that one in nine men are affected by prostate cancer, and it's very real. I was once seeing a guy who was 59 who had gone through having prostate cancer, having the surgery to have his prostate removed, and then it took about two years before he was, like, se- sexually active again. And... uh It it was a serious point of contention. You know, it came with a lot of other issues. I mean, after his prostate was removed, he would kind of, like, have some problems with incontinence and things like that. So, without getting too graphic. But, I mean, it never bothered me. It's never something that got in the way of us. He was a really sexy guy. And once he got sick, he would just go to the gym, my ex-boyfriend, and he would work out all the time. He had an amazing body, like six foot Three, built like a brick shit house, you know, tall and handsome, exactly how I like them. Plenty of swagger, you know. Stupid, but just a little, just a little stupid, not too stupid. (laughs) No, no, but my Cajun boo, I am really nervous for him. And when I started telling him about my ex who had prostate cancer, he was really, you know, kind of curious. And I mean, maybe it's something that I am equipped to help him with in his life, maybe it's something I'm not. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a really young woman and I'm not equipped to handle all the problems and baggage that comes with dating like a super old guy, I guess. But I'll do my best. I do care about him. I care about him a lot. I would go as far as to say as I love him. I mean, in a way, you know, not in a monogamous, obviously, like, you're mine and only mine and I'm yours, only yours kind of way, but... I do love him, I do care for him. We've been seeing each other for a while now, almost a year. It'll be a year in about a month and a half-ish, I think. Yeah, it's exciting. I don't know what we're gonna do for our anniversary, but he was joking with me on the phone last night. He said he's got a new supervisor coming to work for him. He's gonna spend the first three days with him, and he says, he goes, you know girl, if this guy's handsome, I'm going to have him come over Wednesday and we'll have a little bit of fun together. I'm like, oh no, ha ha ha, that's really funny. I didn't know if he's kidding, y'all. And with my Cajun boo, he might not be kidding. Like, he literally might invite another guy over to (laughs) have a threesome. That might actually happen. So, stay tuned. I'll keep you posted. (laughs) And, And you know what? If it does happen, we have the kind of relationship. Like, he's a really dominant guy in bed. And so, it's kind of like I'll do whatever you say within reason kind of thing but even if it's not within reason i'll probably still do it anyways because i care about him. and we just have a se- severe like we have a lot of trust a really really strong trust trusting relationship that has taken months to achieve okay these guys these daddies or these boys, I should say, that want to just walk into a sexual relationship and just beat the shit out of somebody and be super dominant and just slam you, you know? No. Who the fuck do you think you are? That's not cool. And it takes years to build up that kind of trusting sexual relationship to where you can trust somebody to choke you and not kill you to a degree. You can trust somebody to like give you a little love tap and not give you a black eye or whatever, or to... Tell you to do certain things and be a certain way. And and even though you, you can be a little bit aggressive, you know that at the end of the day, they're not going to hurt you. Like, there's the communication and most, like I said, the trust that we've built up over the last year. And that's, ama- that's an amazing thing, y'all. You cannot just walk into a relationship or you cannot just walk into a scenario, sexual situation, and think that you can just be the dom Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like I said, if you're the king, you don't have to say it. Either I know or you're not. You know what I mean? And let me tell you, my Cajun boo is king. (laughs) He is. Well, that got a little X-rated, didn't it, y'all? Got a little hot and heavy. But it's the truth. It's all the God's honest truth. It's all I can promise you. It's all I have to offer. But yeah, don't ever just walk into a sexual scenario and just think that you can start smacking a bitch around. And yeah, no, 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 no. Unless you got some deep fucking pockets. We gonna get some reparations for that shit. <laughs> you do not get to do that. I hate that. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? And men who, are, who act like that, like I said, I have very little respect for. And that's where John really fucked up. The first time that I ever had sex with John, he was just way 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 too rough violent and not at all nothing that I wanted that day you do not just get to walk into my bedroom and treat me like that fuck you fuck no 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 with my Cajun boo it was I mean fiery since the day that I met him like ever since I've known him every time we look at each other across the room we're just like I fucking each other you know (laughs) we always knew that was going to happen in that one day at that company event When we, like, smashed in a closet. (laughs) I mean, we didn't even really have sex. We just had, like, an encounter. And then he would have me over to his penthouse, put some jazz music on for me, be sweet, tons of foreplay, really sexy. And we've worked up to the point that we're at now. To now we can go to sex clubs and involve other couples and have that, like, really trusting, kinky relationship. Because it's been tried and true. Like, we've had... Our ups and downs, I mean, we've only had one, it wasn't even a fight, it was just me being kind of bitchy, uh, <laughs> just little moment when he was showing me videos of him and some other woman sucking his cock, and I just looked at him, and I don't know why, but it didn't do it for me. Mm. Take a sip of coffee, y'all. It just kind of made me upset, not in like a jealous kind of way, but it was just, it was like an ugly bitch that was sucking his dick. And I have higher standards for my man, you know. And there was just something about it that rubbed me wrong. I don't know what it was, and I, I was just I kind of let him know. And he goes, you know, when we go to these sex clubs, you can't be like that. I go, yeah, okay, I understand. And I didn't leave, you know. I came back to bed, and he goes, I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you came back to bed. And he's like, but if you left, we would have had fucking problems. I go, yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Whenever someone is opening up to you when somebody is showing you that kind of kinky part of their soul or whatever, they're being very vulnerable. And when somebody opens up and is really vulnerable like that, then there needs to be a level of respect or it's not going to end well. Like when I find myself opening up to other people, the worst thing in the world is for someone to see the darkest side of you and to shut you out for it. You know, especially when you're showing them, when you're trying to be honest and share that part of you. And the thing about Saxton is he was a prude to the point where it made me uncomfortable, you know. And like wow, we, we would just not be able to have this any kind of the same sexual relationship. Like my Cajun boo, amazing. We're the same beastie. It's wonderful. There's a reason why we vibe, we click. We're the same animal. Saxton fucks like a turtle. And (laughs) he's so bad. Oh, okay, that's why I'm not with him anymore because I had to do all the work, and he was weird. Like, at the end of every blowjob, he would, like, smash my face into his pelvis. Like, who the fuck does that? Why would you do that to somebody? Rude. Anyway, well, that dude was a fucking creep. And he was homophobic to the point where I think he might actually be gay. Like, for real. (laughs) Anyway. My Cajun boo's like, do you want me to go after him? I'm like, no, 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 please don't. Please don't. I need my dick from somewhere. And my my Cajun boo gets locked up, then we'll be desolate, y'all. I can't put my faith in strangers. You always stick with the devil that you know. Oh, it's so good to have boyfriend number one and two. So when you ditch boyfriend number two, you still got boyfriend number one. <laughs> Whatever. I like what I like. And I get different things from different people. Like I said, that Russian IT guy, I'm super excited to have him in my life. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't write him off. He and I, we are going to work out again at the Houstonian on weekends. So we're gonna try and make that a habit. I really do like working out with him and I can tell, there's no doubt in my mind that my Russian IT guy is a very, very successful entrepreneur, brilliant, and uh, hopefully he can teach me something about technology and how it can enhance my business in my life. So I'm just going to try and learn everything that I can from him. Work out at the most badass fitness club in Houston, Texas, no doubt. (laughs) Hey, for free. And he's not going to give me money for hanging out with him, but I'm really happy to have him in my life. And if you're listening, I'm glad that I found you anyway. So, okay. Well, we've covered, covered all the bases today, y'all, all the kinky bases. So I was a bad girl Friday I was a good girl for the rest of the weekend. And I've just been trying to set up these dates. So we shall see. We shall see. Anybody who hits me up uh, can hit me up on Instagram. You can check out my Instagram. It's hi, I'm a sugar baby. And hopefully you enjoy the photos. I I put up some pictures of my custom t-shirts and what I like to eat for breakfast. I'm probably going to go make another kale smoothie right now, actually. Maybe go for a little run. Try and be healthy today. I have to, some schematics to to plan out. So whatever you're doing with your day, if it's the afternoon or Tuesday morning, whatever day you're listening, thanks for tuning in. Love talking to you guys. And I hope I talk to you again soon, maybe tomorrow. So All right, love you guys. Rose out.